0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter?
1: To be honest, I'm feeling a little disenfranchised, and I might submit a paperwork to uh, be paid for this soon, so keep an eye out for that.
0: Oh, well, um, you're not getting paid until I get paid. So Please sponsor us. Yeah, please sponsor us. Anyway, moving on, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Cecilia.
2: Okay, um, hi, so I'm Cecilia. Um, I am a second semester senior undergrad at George Mason University studying geography and I'm going to be a master's student at Mary Washington next year. And I've known Carter and Matthew since the I've known Matthew since the first grade because he lost his tooth. So that's how I know these two. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Please don't make fun of me. I'm not big into trivia. So I'm doing this because I love Matthew and Carter. That's it.
0: (laughs) Rest assured, Cecilia, we will make fun of you. But welcome to the show anyway. Uh, And we also have Alyssa.
3: Hi, um, I'm Alyssa. I'm a Maryland hairstylist. I'm actually doing this for the opposite reason. I hate Matthew and Carter, but I love trivia. Um, So (laughs) I'm just kidding. I, 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 I love it all. I do like trivia. Um, So I'm really excited for today. I've prepared by watching every single episode of Jeopardy since I was uh, little. And today I have a watered down chai tea latte um, with me. So hopefully that will empower me to do really well today.
0: I think it will. Oh, well, we were
2: supposed to say what kind of tea we're drinking.
0: Those I, were in the instructions, Cecilia. I
2: know. I'm sorry. I was on. I was early, though. I'm drinking watered down um, ice cream tea without really any ice because it melted. So
0: solid. Well, thank you both for being here today. Uh, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one.
1: Uh, Round one is our first general knowledge round, things that everyone should know. Uh, Each one is, not really, each one is 10 points each uh, and they're multiple choice. So pick the answer that you feel is calling you the most.
0: We're off to a great start. Cecilia, you're up first. Are you ready?
2: I mean, I guess so. It's too late to back out, so.
0: It is too late to back out. (laughs) Question one, what Olympic sport includes the events Snatch, and clean and jerk a wrestling b judo or c weightlifting
2: i'm gonna say c weightlifting
0: that's correct question two which is the only central american nation whose official language is english a belize b guatemala or c costa rica
2: i'm gonna say a belize
0: That's correct.
2: Okay. Yes.
0: (laughs) All of the other Central American nations, um, their official language is uh, Spanish. Spanish. Yes. Question three. In February, a study was released showing that what measure in the U.S. had declined in the first half of 2020? A, life expectancy, B, Gini coefficient, or C, human development index?
2: Oh, okay. Um. I'm going to say C, just because B sounds way too specific.
0: Uh, No, it was actually A, life expectancy. Okay,
2: well, that's fine. I should have known that, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, it it went down from 78.8 in 2019 to 77.8 years. And uh, not surprisingly, um, it was different based on race. For Black and Hispanic males, uh, they experienced the largest change. Um, it was down three years for Black men and down 2.4 years for Hispanic men versus just down 0.8 years for white men.
2: Yes. And, and racial injustice in the medical care system.
0: Yes. <laughs> Question four. The Black Hills region of what state is home to two of the longest cave systems in the world, Wind Cave and Jewel Cave? A. Wyoming. B. South Dakota. Or C. Nebraska.
2: I'm going to say Wyoming.
0: No. It's <laughs> It's you're you're close though cuz it's the the Black Hills region is close to the border with Wyoming, um, but it's in the state of South Dakota.
2: Okay. I knew it wasn't Nebraska, but
0: Yeah. Question 5. On May 9th, 1945, after hearing of Germany's surrender to end World War II in Europe, Moscow literally ran out of what? A. beer. B, water, or C, vodka.
2: C, vodka. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. because Russians.
0: Because Russians, <laughs> yes. Apparently, they, the, the news came over the radio at about one ten in the morning, and uh, by the time Joseph Stalin addressed the nation about 22 hours later, you could not find vodka in Moscow because everybody just started drinking.
2: That's a mood, honestly. I'm going to probably drink after this. So.
0: Okay. Moving on, Alyssa, are you ready for your five questions?
2: I I am so ready.
0: Question one. What American businessman is credited with expanding McDonald's from a small Southern California chain to the world's largest restaurant chain by revenue? A. Ray Kroc. B Dave Thomas or C Ronald McDonald.
3: Mm. So I pretended to watch that Michael Keaton movie about this, so I feel like I should know this. I think <laughs> I think it's a Ray Kroc. That's correct. Well, okay. Okay. Yes.
0: Cool. And he was apparently, but perhaps not surprisingly, an aggressive businessman and eventually drove McDonald's's founders, uh, Richard and Morris McDonald, out of the business. Uh, Dave Thomas founded Wendy's, and Ronald McDonald is the mascot of McDonald's. Thanks question for clarifying
3: two. clarifying that last one. I yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't choose that one.
3: Me uh, too.
0: <laughs> question two. In what sport would one use a shuttlecock? A. Badminton B. Field hockey or C. Sailing
3: A. Badminton
0: Correct. That's the little birdie thing that you hit back and forth across the net. Question 3. Named after King Louis XV's mistress in the 18th century what hairstyle was adopted by many rock and roll stars of the 1950s including Elvis Presley A. The bob, B the pompadour, or C the bouffant.
3: This is going to be really bad if I get this wrong, because I know my my boss said she's going to watch this, and I, I as oh I said, I'm a hairstylist, so <laughs> I I really want to say it's B pompadour.
0: Well, that's correct. Oh, okay. Oof. Is a hairstyle uh, made by sweeping the hair off the brow in a high presentation and pulls sides and back into an elaborate roll. At least according I'm so to. i so
3: excited. That's like a really good fun fact to share among the community. I'm glad I know that now.
0: Yeah. Question four. Which of the following European countries still has sovereign territory in North America? A. England, B. France, or C. Spain?
3: I'm not not too confident in this. So I'm just going to take a guess and say B. France?
0: That's correct. They have St. Pierre and Miquelon, a population about 6,000. It's located 12 miles off the coast of Newfoundland in Canada. And finally, question five. On January 8, 1992, while attending a banquet in Japan, President George H.W. Bush caused an incident when what happened? A. He threw a tantrum after being served broccoli. B. He complained about losing to the Emperor of Japan in tennis. Or C, he vomited in the lap of Japanese Prime Minister Kichi Miyazawa.
3: These are all so funny, and I really I don't even want to know the truth because I just kind of want to believe that all of these happened. Um, B, maybe the the tennis one.
0: No, uh, it was C. He vomited in the lap of the Japanese are you Prime
3: serious? Minister. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: <clears throat> apparently, he had uh, the flu <laughs> and uh, oh. lost it in the middle of dinner. Yeah. And uh, the other two, the best of us, it really does. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Earlier in the day, though, he did lose to the emperor of Japan um, in tennis, though. I don't believe he complained about it at the dinner. And I don't believe he was served broccoli at that dinner, but he was notorious or was famous, I should say, not notorious uh, for not liking broccoli and uh, forbid it from being served at the White House while he was president. All righty. Well, that is the end of round one. Carter, can you please give us a score update?
1: Combined, we're already up to seventy points. Uh, Alyssa has forty of those, and Cecilia has thirty, so we're pretty even. You're
0: doing great. It's time for our weekly audience question, and if you'll recall, last week's question was: the Environmental Protection Agency was founded during whose presidency? And the answer was. Richard Nixon he signed an executive order uh, which consolidated various parts of other agencies into one strong independent agency that we now know as the Environmental Protection Agency or the EPA and that was in 1970 and so for this week's question uh, I was inspired by Max Scherzer who's the ace for the Washington Nationals my favorite baseball team he recently passed Cy Young and Mike Messina on the all-time strikeouts list, and he currently sits um, at 21st all-time with 2,817 strikeouts. And so that begs the question, who holds the record for most strikeouts all-time in Major League Baseball? So put your thinking caps on and uh, send me your answers, and I'll announce the answer next week. And now it is time for round two. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes. Round two is uh, no
1: longer multiple choice. It is open-ended, but each question is now worth 20 points. And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half that many points or 10.
0: All righty, Cecilia, your topic is James Monroe, who was the fifth president of the United States because he was born on April 28th, 1758. And April 28th is the date that this podcast is being released. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, I am. Sorry. I was trying to unmute myself, and that did not go well. But yes, I guess I'm ready. Um, This is going to be embarrassing, but it's fine. All
0: righty. Here we go. Question one. James Monroe became the fourth president to be from what southern state? Virginia. Correct. Question two. During his presidency, Monroe's tendency to dress in the then-outdated style of the Revolutionary War period earned him what nickname?
2: I have no idea. That's actually a really good question. I mean the outdated revolutionary War style, I don't know. I'm gonna le- I'm gonna pass this one off to Alyssa.
0: Alyssa, do you know?
2: No, I do not. I'm gonna
3: pass this one off to the host, Matthew. Let's go ahead and hear the answer.
0: Well, thank you, Alyssa. Uh, <laughs> he was called the Last of the Crooked Hats and they had the big like triangular shaped hats.
2: I'm going to start warm. calling people crooked hats from now on when I think that they're outdated.
0: It's a great insult. Last of the crooked hats. You're such a crooked hat.
2: You're such a crooked hat.
0: Question three. Due to national unity following the War of 1812 and the collapse of the Federalist Party, Monroe's time in office is often referred to as the era of what?
2: Um, The era of the Confederation. No. Ugh. Alyssa? The era of... The train wreck.
0: <laughs> uh, no. Oh. No. Um,
2: no, the era of the train wreck is going to be what this podcast is. <laughs> Um.
0: Well, that may be true. Only time will tell. Um, no, this is the era of good feelings. You had to reach deep back into your AP US history knowledge. I, you I never
2: took yeah. AP US history. So. Oh,
0: okay. Well, and
2: it shows.
0: <laughs> well, question four. Monroe's <laughs> estate, Highland, is adjacent to whose Monticello estate?
2: Um, Jefferson. Thomas That's Jefferson. correct. Yes, yes, Thomas
0: Jefferson. Lived yeah, in you Monticello.
2: Can,
0: yeah, you can actually you can see Highland from Monticello, and I presume you can see Monticello from Highland. Although I've not actually been to Highland, I've been to Monticello.
2: Dude, I've watched Hamilton so many times. If I got that question wrong, that would have been embarrassing.
0: Well, and you also grew up about two hours from Monticello and Highland, so
2: that's besides the point okay
0: well (laughs) okay and finally question five like jefferson and john adams monroe died on what date albeit in a different year
2: i have no idea Alyssa. Mm, um july 4th
0: correct
2: (laughs) what What?
3: (laughs) oh my (laughs) what
0: (laughs) yes that's correct okay that's correct um Adams and Jefferson died on July fourth, eighteen twenty-six, and Monroe died July fourth, eighteen thirty-one.
3: Happy! Birthday. I knew that from my, uh, from my response. You could tell that I, I already knew that one. Yeah, so you're just, you're just telling me what I already know, Matthew. But thank you. Yeah, it was, it in. was.
0: I, I was serving you up a softball, really. Yeah, you really hit that out of the park. Alyssa, your topic is Benito Mussolini who died on April 28th, 1945. Here we go. Question one. Mussolini was the fascist dictator of what European nation?
3: Um, Russia.
0: No, Cecilia. Italy. Italy. Question two. Though he isn't the most well-known fascist, his rise to power influenced what other fascist dictators rise just over a decade later?
3: Joseph Stalin.
0: No. Cecilia
3: Adolf Hitler
0: Hitler yeah Mm. Mussolini was prime minister of of, uh, Italy from 1922 um, and Hitler uh, was chancellor of Germany from 1933 question three in 1929 Mussolini signed the Lateran treaty which established the independence of what city-state within Italy Rome no
3: okay Cecilia mm, okay
2: oh god it's where like i was also gonna say rome it's wherever the vatican is right but that's rome
3: what
2: what, what's your answer i don't know i'm just gonna i'm gonna pass it back to you matthew what is what's the answer
0: the answer is vatican city
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) i was really hoping that you were just gonna take a guess there because you were you danced all around it um (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is Vatican City. Um, and uh, this resolved years of tension between the monarchy of Italy um, and the papal state after Italian unification. And uh, originally, the Catholic Church was upset um, because they didn't think that the newly installed King of, Rome, of um, Italy in 1860, whatever that was, um, had any authority to rule the country. Um, and uh, the Pope at that point locked himself in the Vatican until he died. And so the treaty resolved all of that. Question four. Mussolini was known in Italy by what title, which is Latin for leader?
3: Um, what's coming to mind is chancellor, but I feel like that's Germany. But we'll go with it because I nothing else is coming to mind.
0: Okay. Well, that's not correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Cecilia, do you have a guess?
2: <laughs> not really. I'm going to just guess, just say like emperor.
0: No, he was known as Il Duce. Yeah.
2: That's fancy.
0: Finally, question five. In his first decade as prime minister, Mussolini oversaw the genocide in which African country whose capital is Tripoli, which Italy had begun to colonize in 1911?
3: Mm. Oh, this is off. I, I'm just really, I hope my 11th grade uh, history teacher is not watching this. Um, Rwanda.
0: No. Yeah. Cecilia. Yeah.
2: Oh, God. I should know this. I'm taking... Um... I hope my geography professors aren't watching this because I'm actually <laughs> taking geography of sub-Saharan Africa. I should know this.
0: Capital is Tripoli.
2: Oh God, that should be a big clue. I know, but I should have started studying for that exam today. That would have probably helped.
3: This podcast will haunt you while you take that test, and you will not forget this answer. Um, so yeah. you're, you're
2: essentially studying right now. Yeah, watch it not even be on the test. It's fine. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Mozambique, but that's probably wrong.
0: You you said that your class is sub-Saharan Africa. Yes. Well, um, this country is not in sub-Saharan Africa. This is Libya.
2: Ah, that I should have said that. Mm. That was my second. That was I was gonna say that, but then I chickened out.
0: So. Yeah, it's right, right there on the Mediterranean Sea. So, well, that's the end of round two. Uh, Carter, can you please give us a score update?
1: Yes. Uh, We have Cecilia beginning to pull ahead, having earned 60 points that round. Alyssa earned 10. Uh, Cecilia now has 90 points, and Alyssa has 50.
0: All righty. So now we're on to round three. Carter, can you please explain the rules?
1: Yes. Round three is like round two, but now the questions are worth 30 points each. Uh, And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points.
0: Cecilia, are you ready?
2: I guess. Um...
0: Alrighty. Question one. What interstate highway has a total length of just over 76 miles and connects Northern Virginia to Washington, D.C. via the Theodore Roosevelt Bridge? 395? No. Alyssa?
3: 495.
0: No, this is 66.
3: <laughs> oh, Route 66.
0: 395 uh, goes over the 14th Street Bridge um and i i think it's just it's only like 12 miles long or something like that
2: i knew there was a bridge that that's why i guessed yeah well
0: there was a bridge (laughs) there was a bridge 495 i think is um of course it's a loop it doesn't actually go into dc except for like a tenth of a mile stretch on the woodrow wilson bridge where it briefly passes into the southern southern tip of the district but uh that's, that wasn't the right answer, but this yeah. was Interstate 66.
2: I knew from like my urban planning class that anything with like a four at the beginning is a loop that goes around a city. And then like a three is usually like an offshoot of another major highway. And that's why I guessed 395. But Very I good.
0: Yes, so. no, that's exactly right. The even for the auxiliary <laughs> routes, um, which are the three digit, the digit interstates, if you have an even numbered um, leading digit, that means that it's kind of a, a bypass route. Um, and then the odd-numbered ones, uh, the ones that begin with an odd number, 195, 395, et cetera, those um, are offshoots of the interstate that go into the downtown area generally of a given area. So there you go. Question two. Mesa Verde and Rocky Mountain National Parks are located in what state? Colorado? Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Question three. What Stravinsky ballet, famous for its pagan themes, inspired an audience to riot when it premiered in Paris in 1913?
2: Pagan themes. Where did it premiere? Paris. Paris? Um, The Nutcracker?
0: No, that's Tchaikovsky.
2: Okay. Um, Alyssa,
0: <laughs> do you know any Stravinsky ballets?
3: I know one. I don't think it's it, though. The, well, what the, is it? The Firebird is
0: that him that is him it's not the right one Um, this is the rite of spring Um, historians have long debated whether it was stravinsky's highly dissonant score or vaslav nijinsky's choreography which featured many strange and irregular movements that caused the riot question four what common safety object which is signal red in most of the u.s is actually silver in restaurant kitchens to mark that they are specifically designed for incidents involving oils and fats
2: burn it's something to do with burns right
0: um yeah but what's the object
2: (laughs) um oh god is it a fire extinguisher
0: it is a fire extinguisher oh my
2: gosh i can't believe i got that right (laughs) yeah
0: Yep. Um, there are also special yellow fire extinguishers that signify that they are intended for use against combustible metals. The see. Just in case you have to fight a fire, you know which fire extinguisher now to go to. Uh, and finally, question five. Though virtual choirs have become a fixture of the COVID-19 pandemic, what American composer has been conducting his virtual choir for over a decade?
2: Um, Whitaker is not American, but I'm going to guess Eric Whitaker.
0: I'm pretty sure he is American, I think. Is that I hope right? so. Is I that hope right? so cuz that's the right answer.
2: Yes. <laughs> Shout on, out to me, Mr. H.
0: <laughs> let me look him up. I'm pretty sure he's American. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where born, where is he from? He he was born in Reno.
2: Oh, that that's why. And he cause... went to
0: he went to UNLV and uh, Juilliard.
2: Juilliard, fancy. Okay.
0: Yeah. In May 2009, uh, Brittlin uh, Lozay, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, posted a video of her singing Whitaker's work Sleep on YouTube and Whitaker saw it. Um, he then asked others to do the same and was impressed by the result. Um, he then ran with the concept and recorded himself conducting Lux Rumque and asked virtual choir members to sing along. That first video was released in March 2010 with 185 singers from 12 countries. And Last year, Whitaker did his sixth virtual choir project, Sing Gently, which features 17,562, 572 singers, sorry, 17,572 singers from 129 countries.
2: Yeah, I knew about the Sing Gently one because um, Mike Horansky, our choral conductor, like, shout out Mr. H. Yeah, shout out Mr. H. We should send this episode to him.
0: I will, I will. You'll probably
2: get a kick out of it.
0: Yeah. righty. Alyssa, are you ready for your five questions?
2: I
3: think there's nowhere to go but up from last round, so <laughs> I am fully, I'm
2: prepared.
0: The sky is the limit, really.
3: Yeah, so. the floor is the limit, actually, is what I've set, <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> the limit does not exist, actually. Oh. <laughs> no.
0: All right, let's not bring calculus into this. My brain's not, my I brain's not just,
2: awake. I was enough. just I was thinking a mean mean Girls Girl. reference.
3: <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. Oh, and that's
3: exactly where the gap is. Uh, I think that really explains
2: a lot. Today. <laughs> that separates Alyssa and I from you and Carter Matthew. Like that's what you're dealing with.
0: <laughs> now we know who the I'm fun ready. friends are and who the not fun friend is.
2: <laughs> I don't really think that that was ever up for debate. <laughs>
0: well, that's that is true. Yes. Yes, sad Matthew, but true. Matthew, I think you're fun. Oh, thank you, Alyssa.
3: If you want to if you want to throw me some softballs because of that comment, I won't even <laughs> say anything. So.
0: Um well, we we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it plays out here. Um I've got some questions here now for you if you're ready. So ready. Okay, question 1. What interstate highway, the fifth longest, originates at a park and ride in Baltimore, Maryland?
3: oh That's that's really cool. I actually don't know this, but that's I that's like hometown to me. So uh, I'm going to guess though. Mhm. 32.
0: No. Okay. (laughs) Cecilia.
2: A park and ride in Baltimore, Maryland.
0: Just pick a number.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. 52.
0: No. Um, I don't think there's, I I don't actually think there is an Interstate 52 or an Interstate 32. This is, (laughs) this is Interstate 70.
3: Oh. Would you believe that I take that to work every single day?
0: I would, because I know you live (laughs) up in that area. Yeah.
3: Well, now I know. Now I know if I'll just keep going, I'll hit a Baltimore park and ride. Yeah. All roads lead to the Baltimore park and ride. (laughs) I always say that.
0: I've actually been to the Baltimore park and ride because my family is very nerdy. um, And we drove the stretch of Interstate 70 from the park and ride to uh, Frederick because that was the only stretch of I-70 that we had not been on. Oh,
3: that's so cool.
0: Yeah. Because we've driven it all the way to its um, western terminus in uh, Cove Fort, Utah at Interstate 15 there but we had not been on that that little stretch from Frederick to Baltimore so it was so very exciting to be in suburban Maryland Don't anyway I
3: know it Matthew
0: Question 2 who was the only vice president to be from Maryland who resigned in 1973 amid facing felony corruption charges
3: Oh I know this but I'm not going to tell you um <laughs> I feel like his name starts with an A and it sounds kind of funky
0: His last name does
3: it does start with an A, doesn't
0: it? His last name does start with an A. I will give you that hint.
3: Why are you said it? It's not a hint, Matthew.
2: Mm, Um, Angus. Vice President Angus.
0: No. Cecilia, do you know?
2: I wanna say that it's Richard Nixon's vice president because of the felony corruption charges, but I don't remember what his name is. I didn't pay close enough attention in my history class
0: well um you're correct in that it is richard nixon's vice president interestingly enough uh, this person uh the felony charges that this person was facing were unrelated to watergate he had his own issues um his name was spiro agnew
2: you were so close Alyssa. i knew that give her give her like five points for that that was close we we
0: we have to we have to honor the integrity (laughs) of the game
2: two points
3: that's all i'm asking a crumb a crumb of a point please
0: (laughs) All right, fine. Let's give her two points, Carter. No, I'm just
3: kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: No, no, no. It's too late. Okay. It's too late.
3: I'm not, not going to argue with
0: Carter. We've already so. awarded the two
2: points. You got partial credit. <laughs>
0: I don't even know how to input two points. In this, but... <laughs> Never mind. Then we'll, 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 we'll have a little asterisk by your score. Anyway, question three. In which state would you find the geographic center of the continental United States?
3: oh okay i'm visualizing a map right now and i think the obvious answer is kansas but i don't think something's telling me it's not kansas maybe it is kansas
0: what's your answer kansas it is kansas oh okay
3: good good Um, i thought that was a trick question i don't know
0: no no sometimes they are sometimes they aren't in this case it wasn't Um, The geographic center of the continental United States is located two miles northwest of Lebanon, Kansas. Question four. The Garbage Thief is the 79th and latest installment in what popular children's series about the adventures of the titular anthropomorphic mouse journalist?
2: Ooh,
3: there's so many anthropomorphic... (laughs) Anthropomorphic, please. (laughs) Uh,
0: Anthropomorphic.
3: Amorphic mice that come to mind right now. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm guessing by the title it is starring a raccoon as well. Um <laughs> oh god, I I don't even know. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an answer out there. What what number is this in the book?
0: It's the 79th.
3: 79th. Gosh, I don't know. And I I'm it's gonna kill me. What is it?
0: Cecilia, do you have an answer?
2: I'm just going to throw out an answer and say The Great Mouse Detective.
0: No, this is Oh. This is <laughs> I was
2: like,
0: that's, that <laughs> was so easy. No, that's not the answer. That that's was not the too answer.
2: on the nose. Like I knew it was wrong, but
0: <laughs> Yeah. This is Geronimo Stilton.
3: I've never heard of that man in my entire life. All right. Well, he's a, a man mouse. mouse. He's a mouse. Um, see Yeah.
0: The, the series has sold over 140 million copies since the first book was written in 2000, making it the second best-selling book series not originally written in English. The series was originally in Italian, um, and it's only behind the French series uh, San Antonio.
2: Oh, sorry. I don't speak Italian. So...
0: Okay. Well, that's all right. I read it in English, actually. I'm not ashamed to say that. I read, like, probably 20 of these books. So they're works in
2: translation? Before. Yep. The only um, work in translation that I ever read in full was The Metamorphosis, and it left me a lot of my life. <laughs> so. Wait, can I share? I know you have to edit this out, but I have to say this. When I was listening to the podcast
3: and you said you said your question about The Metamorphosis, mm-hmm. do you remember what I'm talking about? Yep. I thought of the Animorph books, you know, <laughs> the, the kids morphing into animals. And I thought I knew the answer, and I was like, "Oh yeah." And then <laughs> I had to say that. <laughs> now we have to take it out. But I literally was thinking, "Oh, the anamorph books.
0: No, I'm 100 percent was... keeping that in the final cut of this. Episode. <laughs>
3: Great. <laughs>
0: I read the Metamorphosis in 10th grade, I think, um, and I did not finish it. I think I read the first third, and I was like, "Wow, this is really weird. And then I
3: stopped reading it. You
2: know how he dies, right? He gets an apple gets thrown at him and he dies from that and crushing depression. I'm pretty sure. Well, spoiler
3: alert. <laughs>
2: I was in the middle of that book. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. For those of you who missed the the launch of the book in 1940, whatever that was. Um, now we know the ending. Yeah. Thank you. I don't have to read the other two thirds of it now.
2: You're that, welcome.
0: Sorry that it was spoiled for you, Alyssa.
2: Mm.
3: I'll, I'll stop. It's okay. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> that into it anyway. He wasn't
2: emotionally
0: attached to it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And finally, question five. While Taylor Swift has had a very successful chart history, she had yet to reach number one on the U.S. Billboard charts until what song from her 2012 album Red did just that?
3: So I'm going in between 22 and we are never getting back together and I'm going to say it's the latter. We are never getting back together.
0: Correct.
3: Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Taylor.
0: And even more impressive. I knew you were trouble. Another song off the album reached number two on the U S chart at the same time. Um, that, we are never, ever, ever getting back together, reach number one. Uh, and Swift had reached number one on the charts of some other countries before then, uh, with Love Story reaching number one in Australia in 2008. And Today Was a Fairy Tale reaching number one in Canada in 2010.
3: Mm.
0: Well, that's the end of round three. Carter, can you please give us a score update?
1: Uh, both of our contestants have broken 100 points. Uh, Cecilia has 180. Alyssa has not 110, not 111, but 112 points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Cecilia, you've already eclipsed Lucas's score. Yes! <laughs> so that's very exciting. Hi, that Lucas. That is very
2: exciting. I'm sorry, Lucas. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, so now it is time for round four. Carter, can you please explain the rules?
1: Yes, round four is our showdown where the stakes are as high as they will ever be. Uh, Each question is worth 40 points, and we're going to ask you to write down your answers and reveal them at about the same time.
0: All righty. Cecilia, Alyssa, question one. What U.S. state touches only one Mexican state?
2: I just guessed, so.
0: Okay. Oh. Once Alyssa's ready,
3: then all Okay. This is a guess. I really hope this is at least on the perimeter of the United States. Okay. That's all I
0: Well there there were only four options because there are four states that touch Mexico. So I hope I hope I really hope that your answers are one of the four. Um, so Cecilia, what is your answer?
2: Um I said Arizona. Alyssa? said Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh.
3: Was it Utah?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, and uh, unfortunately, Cecilia, Arizona was also not the correct answer. The answer was California.
3: Damn it! I should have knew that. that was it, and I was like, no, it's too obvious. It's Matthew. Why would he pick California? We're all gonna guess California.
0: California touches the state of Baja California. Arizona touches Baja California and Sonora. New Mexico touches Sonora and Chihuahua. And Texas touches Chihuahua, Coahuila, Nuevo León, and Tamaupiles.
2: See, I knew that it wasn't Texas because Texas border with Mexico is huge. Yeah, really long. So I just like was like, okay, it can't be that. So it has to be one of the other three.
0: Well, that's good deductive reasoning. And you were close. I don't know
2: where I pulled Utah out <laughs> of. <so. laughs> For explaining
3: logic that um, that one came out of thin air.
0: Well, in, in your defense. Utah does touch Arizona, which touches the Mexican border.
2: So, by the transitive property. And so, by the transitive the property, border, it does touch the Mexican border.
0: Yeah, yeah, or yeah. less—that's close enough. <laughs> Question two: What Washington D.C. neighborhood predated the city's establishment by forty years and remained a separate municipality within the federal district until eighteen seventy-one?
3: So we're looking for what? what is we're, looking, first, for we're a, looking
0: for a suburb for a neighborhood in Washington, D.C. OK. All right. Do we have answers? Cecilia, what is your answer?
2: Um, I put Georgetown. Alyssa put Rockville.
0: Um, it is Georgetown. Yes. Um, it that dates back to about 1751 and <clears throat> Washington, D. Washington, D.C. was charted in 1791. Um, And uh, in the early days of of D.C., Georgetown um, was its own, like, little municipal town. Um, And then the city of Washington was its own thing, just a little bit further downriver. And then in uh, 1871, they restructured the federal district a little bit so that the whole thing was Washington, D.C. And then Georgetown just became a neighborhood like it is today.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. And finally, question three what tiny south american country was a part of the empire of brazil as the cisplatina province until it gained independence in 1828.
2: spelling doesn't count for those right? no
0: spelling does not okay. count <laughs> this is a non-visual art form all righty do we have answers guesses
2: i mean I'm just we, have, say, we have an answer we have a guess
0: <laughs> cecilia what is your guess
2: um, I took a complete stab in the dark and said Paraguay. Alyssa, I said Splatina. I so this was a trick one.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's uh, both very good guesses. Um, no, this is Uruguay. So, Cecilia, you were on the right track. Ah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like, I got this. I got the last syllable correct.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 picked the other guay. Guay. <laughs> yeah.
2: No way. Yeah. But, um...
0: Uh, my goodness, all these puns, Carter. So many contestants trying to do puns. This
2: is what you get for inviting me and Alyssa on your I show. I know, I know. You're going to have a really fun time editing this.
0: I really will. I really will. There's a lot of things to consider. Well, <laughs> that's the end of the game. Carter, what's the final score?
1: Uh, Cecilia added... Forty points to their score. So now we have Cecilia with two hundred and twenty, Alyssa with one hundred and twelve, and a combined score of three
0: hundred
3: and thirty-two. Wow! Okay. Only Alyssa had gotten one more
1: point. Given three thirty-three.
0: <sighs> well, that is incredible. Congratulations, Cecilia! You've won. Thank uh, you. Do you have anything you'd like to say?
2: Um, I'm impressed that I knew as much as I did because I am very bad at retaining you know just random facts i'm a little bit upset that i got a lot of the geography questions wrong so that kind of undermines my entire undergraduate degree but it's fine i'll go cry about that later um but you know that's what vodka's for so i'm going to okay. make like the russians and you know run out of vodka so
0: yeah party like it's may 9th 1945
2: Indeed. or
0: something like that <laughs> well that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, thank you, Cecilia and Alyssa, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music, and also contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our website, triviaovertea.podbean.com, like us on the Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.